This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Hey, those typhoons? The sun is out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Vogt and Sean Me Show right now. Right now. Call of the Brick City Blockade. AP5 has an idea. Hello, people. Welcome back. This is episode two of the, our recap, and today we're recapping Attack Clones. I, I'm myself, Sean Show, with uh, we have Robin Vogt and Andrew Gersh. How's it going, guys? It's going. Who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? Okay. Awesome. We're, we're not in the sequel trilogy yet. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, say, I'll, I'll, say, I'll save that one. We're, okay, still, right. we're still in the prequels. We're still so, in the prequels. Okay. We're still, right. like, what would it be? 60 years of the sequel trilogy? Six whole decades. Would it be? Is it 60 or is it 50? Whatever it is, it's old. Yeah. It's a boomer. It's, a boomer. It is, it's old as a Baby Yoda, almost. It's Baby Yoda's Yeah, old. we're about a Baby Yoda's distance away. I want to say that now. Every 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> when you hit 50, you're Baby Yoda. Yep. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'll still act like a child, but I'll look old. Like Makes Baby Yoda. Older. Sure. Older. <laughs> I don't know. But you... We're uh, discussing uh, Attack of Clones today, and you guys, we watched it today, or recently, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched it. Yes. I watched it, not yesterday, I watched it the day before, so yeah. I might be a little iffy, mm-hmm. because I'm still on Revenge of the Sith, which we'll be uh, recording after this yeah. episode, yep. so take, stay tuned for that, and I guess we'll, uh, you can start, Robin. With yeah, your top, top four moments of Attack of Clones. Top oh, you took away from it anyway. That yeah, I took or... away from it. Okay, so um, I think probably I'll start at number four, like the one that kind of is an outlier when it comes to Attack of the Clones, but it's the Geonosian ring scene in particular. Um, just when all the Jedi are there, they all come swooping in, and you literally, I mean... Poor Geonosians, they just went there to see some people die, basically, like their tribal ceremony, and then suddenly all these Jedi show up, and they have to fly away and everything, and I love that scene because it gives you this like very wide-angle perspective of how big that Geonosian ring is, and in all honesty, I think it calls back to some of like the original Roman-style um, battle rings, and there, there's something very almost medieval and or Romanesque about it that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed watching again. Mm-hmm. And I guess I didn't really pick up on it the first time is that, you know, these are these are traditions that existed in actual culture in this world, and George took them and applied it to Star Wars, which was really cool to see. And then to have the Jedi and <laughs> number three for me, of course, um, is the whole. C-3PO on a battle droid's body. Um, You know, it's so goofy, but I remember seeing it as a kid and just being like, 
this is hilarious. You know, C-3PO's head is on a battle droid. And then the other one a couple days ago, too. After, like, <laughs> it gives me a chuckle. It is. And it's one of those moments where in this intense battle, you have something so silly happening. And it's like Jar Jar's moment in, you know, um, Phantom Menace, where he's just completely botching everything that's happening on the battlefield. Um, so that was really cool. And then, of course, the one standout thing for me, I think, uh, in particular for me, number two, is everything that happens on Kamino. Because there's that great mystery of why they are developing these clones on Kamino and the secrecy behind all of it. You know, the, the leaders of Kamino wouldn't come out and specifically say, you know, who ordered these uh, clones in particular, which is, of course, the mastermind we learned later on of Palpatine himself. Uh -huh. that he was the one who was able to put in the orders through Sifo-Dyas or through whatever, whatever manipulation he was able to achieve to make this possible. And oh. it's so cool watching that and then going into the Clone Wars and seeing how Sifo-Dyas is portrayed by Palpatine and then that <laughs> with in the Yoda arc and everything. And just those connective tissues just brings it all the way back. And I think the number one thing for me is still on Kamino is our first time seeing Jango Fett in action. Um, mm -hmm. because I don't know if you guys knew this, but when Attack of the Clones came out, I was absolutely obsessed with Jango Fett because I loved Boba Fett growing mm -hmm. up, the original trilogy. And I have to find it. Sean, I don't know. I may have showed you when we were on Ernest Avenue and we were recording over there, but I had a, a Jango Fett blaster, like a Halloween blaster. Um, yeah, I think I think you did show me that. And my dad and I, I'm gonna have to find pictures of of myself, uh, folks. Stay tuned. Of myself, my dad and I built a Django Fett homemade costume. Wow! Because I didn't have a lot of money, so I felt like almost like the Mandalorian. Like I had to go out and get Beskar and stuff, and yeah. I had to build my own. Um, except those uh, other things like toilet paper rolls and whatever else that could be used. Um, <laughs> And I remember marching in the school parade as Django Fett. And I felt so awesome. And he was the one character. And all the other kids, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, all these other characters. And I remember in particular, because in Attack of the Clones, he did that thing where he took off with his jetpack and was shooting at Obi-Wan. I remember climbing up the slides at Main Street School in Exeter <laughs> and jumping off like the end of one of the stair things and going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> recess. So that moment to me, I think just has such a connection with my childhood and has such a connection with such a great moment. I feel uh, as, as a kid that I connected with star Wars and was able to show that to people, my love for star Wars in that way. So every time I see that, I'm like, wow, okay, this is really throwing me back. Uh, I Although feel like everyone has that moment as yeah. a kid. When you're watching Star Wars, you always have that uh, either pretending you have a lightsaber or a, the, the early toy lightsaber was just uh, using your own oh, uh, yeah. pointer fingers as a gun. Pew, 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 pew yeah. making those noises. Um, and the marketing for Attack of the Clones, specifically for Django Fett, was like fantastic. Like the oh. trailers and stuff for his character alone was just really yeah. cool. Because um, I remember like. Each character had like individual TV like spots. Yeah, they like, did. They had one for Anakin. They had one for Obi Wan. Um, they didn't have one for Count Dooku, which I was surprised with, but they kind of left him a surprise in the movie. 
Um, and then Django Fetch. Django Fetch was the best one out of the yeah. Um, yeah. TV spots. And it's funny because, like, how you mentioned, like, jumping off the slide and stuff, it's almost like that moment at Fan Expo um, two years ago when we were there. Mm. And the kid, the there was another congoer that had Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Oh, and yes. I, I got Darth Maul's, and I just walk up to him, turn the lightsaber on, and we get into a lightsaber. <laughs> the, right. kid in, the kid in us never goes away. It never does. And no, it doesn't. It's better to have fun with this stuff than to criticize every little detail that there is. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And I guess, Andrew, why don't I keep going out? What was your top four moments, I guess? Uh, top, relate to. Uh, top four is well. The first one is anything with Palpatine in yeah. this. Yeah, he's in it very little, which I'm surprised with. Um, going back and looking at it, I forgot how little he was in this movie. Mm. Like, you don't really see Sidious at all, except for at the end. Um. Mm-hmm. But every moment he's on screen, it's important to pay attention to it. Yeah. Especially when he's talking, oh, we need emergency powers and stuff like that. If only Senator Amidala was here, we could get that. Knowing Jar Jar is um, easy to manipulate, Um, Mm -hmm. he gives him the emergency powers, which is all part of his plan. Yep. Yep. Um, three is everything on Camino because mm. we got more of mm. it on Clone Wars, but it was the first time we saw a really unique planet like that. It was really the first like sci-fi part of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just really interesting how they develop the clones and everything like that. Um, two is um, Obi-Wan's Temptation. Mm. Mm. You know, That's a great do you, one. Do you know which Temptation I'm talking about, though? Because he never really got the full test yet. Right. No. Uh, I, uh, when I Count can pick Dooku, it, but it's just... When yes. Count Dooku is trying to get him to join the dark side and everything like that, Obi-Wan hadn't really been tested like that yet. Like, yeah, he fought and killed, quote-unquote, killed Darth Maul, but until that moment, he never had someone, hey, this is happening. Join me, and we can stop this. Yeah, I don't think, right. I don't think he's ever, like, been really exposed to that. Um. Mm. And it's and it's funny just quickly because he he Dooku in particular is his master's master. Yeah. So it's that whole family idea that you know you are the Padawan of my Padawan. There's no better candidate other than you to join me in this. That temptation is so so hard to try to bypass, and yeah. you can tell with Obi Wan. He he was fighting it. He was fighting it so hard, and and he was able to do so. And number one for me is the Tuscan Raider scene, specifically before it when Shmi dies, 
Everyone can criticize Hayden Christensen's acting (laughs) in these two films. But that moment when he looks up, that's... That's Vader. That that always gives me chills. That's Vader. And Mm. the music, the building up to it. Until that moment, we've never seen him tap into the dark side yet. So true. Even in the comics, I don't... I don't think he's really tapped into the dark side until that specific moment. It's only tempted him in the comics, like the Obi-Wan and Anakin comic. It only ever tempted him. It never actually penetrated him. Mm-hmm. Until that, that, that seems very emotional. Yeah. That helped oh, So emotional. Bring him to the dark side, I think. Like, like, if we were in that position, who wouldn't act in that way? Oh, I would slaughter the Tusken Raiders, the woman and the children as well, too. Exactly. As he said, and became a famous meme. <laughs> That's why he hates sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll do my top four since, I mean, I think well, I think my top four or number four is going to be the same as you guys as yeah. the communal scene. I think it's so important, especially showing how the clones were made how the planet is like it's all water it's it's so unique like andrew said like you don't see that many many plants it's all just it's just a whole planet of water and and just thinking how they build it in water yeah which is kind of cool to see i guess uh yeah for for my number three has to be uh the zan weasel scene the chase scene Oh, I think that's it's a very good important. one. I think it is. I think it's important because it shows. I mean, towards the end when uh, they chase, they go to the underground side, and I think that's a. They don't really. Uh, George Lucas has never showed the, like the underground of Star Wars, right. which is very that very was the cool. First like time plus, we saw like the ground level of Coruscant. The ground, yeah, yeah ground level. You saw uh, clubs and dealers. Dealers, not really drug dealers, but death. No, well, death sticks, death sticks. There was some death drugs. Stick. They're, they're yeah. drug dealers. <laughs> you yeah, death I mean, sticks. It made sense. Uh, number two for me, I think, uh, has to be also the the Gene ring, but mm-hmm. especially the part with when uh, when the when Anakin, Obi Wan, and Padme are uh, about to get. Uh, liberated by these uh, creatures, which is cool to see. I mean, different types of creatures, which yeah. that's what I always loved about the the prequels were the different creatures. And I know they weren't like those ones that look like they have helium in the back of them; and they could just float up into the air. That mm. um, yeah. that Anakin falls off of when he's trying to impress Padme. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's so unique for these creatures. I mean. I know there's CGI, but the, I think the it was CGI, a little, again, the CGI. It was it was so up. great. It does. I Especially think the CGI that, holds up better in Attack of the Clones than it does Phantom Menace. Oh, um, that's a good point. Yeah, like like there's moments in Phantom Menace where you can see where it's like uh, that doesn't look too great. Clone Wars, sorry, Attack of the Clones. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Attack of the Clones, like. There's not a moment where I'm not impressed by the visual effects. Yeah, that's the thing that I love about the prequels is 
the effects are all fantastic in my view. Mm -hmm. You couldn't have pulled this off in the 80s or anything like that. It had to be done when it was done. Um, when the technology was better and yeah. everything like that. I was going to say, especially that scene in Gino and the Gino's and uh, with yeah. the things blowing up. And I mean, yeah. for a 2002 yeah, movie, those effects were fantastic at the time. Like, I think they were m much better than iRobot, which that came out a little later. Or was that I, a little I forgot, earlier? I forgot about that movie. <laughs> well, that was on the earlier, so that's right. First thing I thought of. Um, for my number one, I think has to be has has to be the scene where uh, Anakin and Padme are in the in the the droid factory. I think it's very cool. Scene. Oh yeah, just because. Because I, I was always a big droid fan. I always loved the droids in the for the prequels. And so you must me, you I, must hate it when the Mandalorian just kills all the droids that he walks by. Yeah, I mean, I do like droids. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the scene alone is just cool to see. Not just the, the the clones getting made, but also how the droids were getting made as well. Yeah, yeah it's so true. Simple, but it's a it's a huge factory. Like, and these, oh, are these are different battle droids too. They're not the regular Trade Federation battle droids. I know yeah. there's probably like those factories. There's probably at least more than five, mm -hmm. ten, twenty buildings maybe. Of I don't know. I think I think that's a really a cool scene for me. <laughs> that that is a really cool scene. As like. Until, besides the Tuscan Raider scene, we don't really see how Anakin uses the lightsaber. Like, we ha mm. hadn't seen his lightsaber style yet until that mm. moment. Because, like, in episode one, we got a, in the very beginning, we got to feel like this is Obi-Wan's lightsaber style. This is Qui-Gon's. Right. We hadn't gotten that with Anakin yet until that specific moment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think another moment that kind of goes underrated is the transition from the Geonosian ring to the Battle of Geonosis itself. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I, I think the one scene that kind of takes it away, I'm, I'm going to be honest, is when Padme falls out and, and Obi-Wan's like, we can't go back for her! You know, Let her go, Anakin! Basically, again, like we see yeah. in the next film after. Yeah. Um, and But I love seeing... The ground battle. I love seeing the clones in action. The ships flying in into the Battle of Geonosis. Um, and I'm going to be honest. I wish we had a little bit more of that in the film. I wish that something had happened there uh, during we, the Battle we of Geonosis. We were supposed to get a sequence of um, Plo Koon, Ki-Adi Mundi, and a few yeah. other Jedi Masters going into one of the Trade Federation ships. Right. Going into, yeah. like, Deactivated and stuff like that. that yeah, the thing I missed. Oh, they don't show enough of the other Jedi. Other no. like, yeah, that was a I mean, stop. You get like but, what, like a few clips. Even Mace Windu in the movie didn't get much seen. In attack, in the attack of clones is more. He did decapitate though. Yeah, he, he did. did. Um, I mean, it was a good moment for him. But. So. I guess I'll start with my issues with Mace Windu. 
Um, I'll really get into it with Revenge of the Sith, but how arrogant he is with saying oh, yeah. how with Padme suggesting that Count Dooku could be behind all this stuff, and how he's easy to dismiss it. He's like, you must you must remember that Count Dooku was once a Jedi. He couldn't assassinate anyone. He assassinated quite a few Jedi there. <laughs> Um, and I don't know. There's just a lot of issues I have with Mace. Like, yeah, he's not as much of a dick to Anakin in this one as he is in Revenge of the Sith. Oh my god. I wanted to punch him in the face. Oh, in Revenge of the Sith. We'll get into my issues with him in Revenge of the Sith, but just how arrogant and smug he sometimes comes off in mm-hmm. episode two, just kind of like maybe like, yeah, he's a cool character, he, but he, it's like, he was degraded Yoda. Yeah. And I don't know. Like the other thing that was really cool with the Geonosis battle is how silent the Jedi were able to infiltrate the arena. Like, Oh, so they true. They weren't noticed until they were on the ledges around the arena and stuff like that. So it's like that's and another cool moment to like see like they can be pretty stealthy and like they'll just show up wherever and stuff like that. And I think another point of that scene, I think it was also interesting to show is like the level of of not intelligence but more of of how how the Jedi were used in that battle? I mean, yeah. some like a, a lot of them got slaughtered like instantly. It's like, oh, there must be pod of Padawans, and then you have mm-hmm. at the towards the end before the 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 clone army comes to save their ass mm-hmm. is is <laughs> down to like fifteen. It's down to fifteen, and the About, only Padawan, yeah. the only Padawans that are left is Anakin and Barisafi. Barisafi, mm-hmm. yeah. And everyone else is either a Jedi Knight or a Jedi Master. Um, now, I said this in our group chat, but Count Dooku is severely underrated as a oh, character. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because of Christopher Lee. Granted, we didn't get introduced to the character until like about an hour into the movie. Well, hour and a half or so. But just from that little section itself, the character uh-huh. easily became one of my favorites, and his lightsaber has always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Just the curve and the unique look to it. Mm. And it just makes it even better because when we get to A New Hope, his best friend, Peter Cushing, is Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes. So, and he specifically took the role because his friend was in Star Wars, so... That was a cool thing that was there. It would have been cool if they had somehow had him meet Moff Tarkin at some point. Like, even in the Clone Wars, if they just met, it would have been a cool, like, nod to, like, the old Hammer films with um, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Yeah. It's a good point. But, but what do you guys, what is your guys' take on Count Dooku? I think you know, I think he's very underrated as well. Yeah, but I think he 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 gets this shining moment in Revenge of the Sith, which we'll talk about. I think, 
and which is my one of my favorite Count Dooku scenes. <laughs> yeah, I think the the novels uh, in particular have done some well for him as well. You know, of course, the latest, especially Jedi Lost. Yeah, um, Jedi Lost has done some fantastic things. I just started listening to the audio ber- book version finally um, of uh, Count Dooku Jedi Lost. Dooku Jedi Lost, and uh, it, it's I can already tell, and I'm not even into the second chapter necessarily. Um, but I can see the direction that it's going down. And I think one of the best things is too, um, I think if we're able to elevate his character, much like some of these others that were not necessarily included that, that much throughout the prequels and boost them up, there's going to be enough fan demand where we say, okay, is it worthy of a streaming show? Is it worthy of something else? Now, Dooku's a whole other thing because we no longer have Christopher Lee, of course. Yeah. But there's nothing saying that you couldn't have a Dooku origin story and cast somebody. To who, really... would you, who Dooku would was in Clone a, Wars. Who would you cast as a young Dooku, though? Wow. And that and that's that's where you get into some interesting territory because I think I think where Alden Ehrenreich in the casting for Solo, um, I, I think they missed the mark. I, there were a couple of candidates that I think would have played a better Han Solo in that case. Mm. I, I, I think that's one of those things that if they if they plan it, I don't have a particular name myself right now. That's something, and maybe we propose that as a poll to a lot of people um, out there. Yeah. Would you like to see? Um, but it, I, I wouldn't rush it like they did with Solo and only give like two years worth of casting just to figure out who they'd want. I think you, they, really, they you need to start that process early yeah. and really look for somebody. I don't know. I, I think that there's people even in the, in the DC universe who could probably play. Um, uh, you'd have to almost have somebody who's been in a comic book film, comic book um, I do have a series to do in it. Mind. Yeah, Sean, sh- share that. And... I think he, uh, if you ever guys see Westworld, I mm-hmm. think. I've heard of um, it, but I haven't seen it yet. The guy who plays William Jimmy Simpson, I think he's a, would be a fantastic young Count Dooku. I mean, he kind of looks like him as young. <laughs> so, folks, uh, Sean, sorry, I don't mean to start laughing on your hosting of a podcast but andrew's being completely inappropriate but it actually fits uh, actually with attack of the clones completely because i was oh. actually gonna ask you guys i was gonna ask you guys i just got the message i was gonna ask you guys in particular on this like that whole entire scene in attack of the clones where anakin's basically like begging padme to have sex with her like that's literally what he's doing that entire time in well that. the corset she's wearing is like hey look at my Fun bags, <laughs> but I think I love that one. I love that one moment where he's like, you know, I have this pain. You know, I want to be with you and everything. And then he turns around. And he's like, please tell me if you feel this pain as well. I'm like, <laughs> that is like the worst pickup line you could ever have. It's also, like... tackle comes to the worst ending ever. <laughs> oh, the the whole marriage of Anakin and Padme. I, I think it's so cheesy and yeah, it doesn't fit. I would have preferred the wedding before we get to the reveal of like Palpatine looking over the troops and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so 
everyone who comments on the creepy Anakin trying to flirt and everything like that, everyone who's like, oh, I was never a creep trying to get my first girlfriend, <laughs> they're all fucking liars. <laughs> Robin was one of these creeps. Hey! Was, hey! Hey, 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 I want you to do something, all right? I want both of you to go ask Jenna and ask her how I first approached her. Ask her. And uh, she's probably going to be like he was a creep. That's probably what she's going to say. Put her on speakerphone. I thought, no, oh, no, 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 she was I'm just texting you. I'm going to be like, so how did Robin ask you out? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she technically asked me out. That's how that worked. Oh, so should I just be like, how much of a creep is Robin? Or was Robin? <laughs> How much? How much of a or, side eye did you give her? Or should I ask, on a level of one to ten, <laughs> how much of a creep was Robin like Anakin? <laughs> uh, like Anakin oh who? my goodness! Oh, I have on set myself a up a large target scale right now. Of one oh no! Here ten. we go. Podcasters out there, if you know Jenna, she's going to have a very interesting response to this. <sighs> On a scale of one, Sean, you I, and I had her on a podcast. How do I word it? How do I oh, word yeah. it? With um, as Anakin Skywalker. On a scale of one to ten, she's gonna message me and be like, "How, how do I answer this?" Much. Um, <laughs> on a scale of one there. to ten, rate rate your relationship and compare <laughs> it to Anakin and Padme. How much? <laughs> She'll give me a two. I I can't even. <laughs> I can't even put it to words. Like, how much of uh, a scale of one to ten? <laughs> this is like, awesome. How much of a creep is Robin like Anakin, or is Robin Anakin? Compare how much of a creep <laughs> is Robin? Robin is scale Robin, one to ten. Robin to Anakin. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, how much? Of a creep is Robin to Anakin. <laughs> oh my goodness. Compared to Anakin. Well, folks, this could be either make it or break it in my relationship. I'll let you And we so. will find out when she sees. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna message me. Are you recording a podcast right now? That way, answers messaging me. He only answers. He only messages when they're making fun of you. <laughs> I guess. I guess we'll do uh, one more thing for the tackle clones. And what would you like to see? And like, make it a breakout from the last episode. Ah, uh, yeah, last yeah, episode four. Well, the Revenge of... No, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Reven Revenge next, of the Skywalker. Uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Skywalker. <laughs> Revenge of the Skywalker. Uh, for the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Andrew, I'll let you go start first. Make it or break it? Yes. He's going to say everything is break it. <laughs> no, honestly, on this um, rewatch of Attack of the Clones, I kind of appreciate it a little bit more than I used to. Wow. Um... I kind of did. I honestly, I would like to see more clone stuff. Ooh. If the Sith troopers are like clones again, yeah. that would be a really 
cool make it for me. Break it. Honestly, I don't really know what would break it. Uh, hmm. How about we'll come back to you, Robin? How about you? Yeah, come back to me on that. Yeah, I, I agree with Andrew on the make it. I think we need some clone stuff, and I and I refer it all the way back to in Force Awakens when Kylo Ren looks at Hux and says, Well, maybe the Supreme Leader should consider a clone army. It's that that line, I knew it had some validity to it in some shape or form. And it's starting to make sense now that Palpatine's back in the Rise of Skywalker that, oh crap, Snoke was probably Palpatine, and that's where that reference is coming from, because yeah. Palpatine summoned the clone army himself. So that's that's that interesting connective tissue that JJ had set early on that's now starting to come back in. So if that is true and that's how they want to do it, my make it is that the Sith Troopers, like Andrew says, are clones that Palpatine had made. This is the rise of his own army, the Sith army itself, and, and they are attacking. They are clones. They are by his law. Much like Order 66, they obeyed, who, they obeyed, they obeyed whoever the commander is. And they and they they go and by. They say you're a teacher. Uh, you know what? That's the weekend. I'm not a teacher on the weekends. Fair enough. You're a podcaster. And my break it. Um, I mean, I really don't want to see any lovey dovey stuff. As much as I love, yeah, like, talking to that, Raylo that fans would, that would and everything. A, that would be a break it if it if it's organic. I'm fine. Yes, I agree. If Finn and Rose does. organic. Great, fine. Yeah. Finn and Poe. If it's yeah. organic, if they, they, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Anything Anyone. bad mirrors are badly like forced. And there's no connection. There's no let's fuck or there's no <laughs> there's no like. <laughs> oh, I could totally see Poe just looking right at Finn, and be like, you know what? Let's. So this is it. Let's just fuck. You know, well, Anakin you and Obi Wan had a better relationship than Poe. Look at Finn when he has <laughs> jacket on. Hey, you know what? That a man with a leather jacket's always a you good saw, look, right? You saw him bite his lower lip and then <laughs> pat his shoulder. Who did it? <laughs> True. Uh, for me, that's a conversation uh, for another time. For my break, it well it has to be the same with the lovey dovey stuff, and just another don't and. Ended off with in a crappy way. And I don't think JJ Abrams will do that. <laughs> the wedding of C3PO and that little alien guy that's that that's uh, the wedding care. of Palpatine and Ray. But you said the grand that's her grandfather. Uh, I mean the Skywalker family wasn't opposed to incest before. That's true. That's true. And especially what especially when Leia says I've always known. Yeah, that is like, wait, what? We'll we'll get more into that when we get to Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, we will. For my make it, probably has to be uh, like similar to the Genosen ring. Like make A it battle some, like that. Yeah, like some badass battle. It doesn't have to be. Maybe it, it doesn't have to be a space. I mean, I think we're going to see a space battle, but. It's going to be the space battle of all space battles. I think I hope we get another scene kind of like the Geno's ring, but ten times more better and more f 
uh, fleshed out in a in, in a writing sense. Mm, mm. Makes sense. It does make sense. Uh, what was you, what was your book at Andrew? Was, uh, if, the if it was like was... a forced love thing. Um, I Ben and Rose is very forced. Um, Kylo and Ray, I do see it kind of becoming organic with them having a love scene. Not sex, but a special scene. Not a... Never mind. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Ray and Ray, I mean, Ray and Ben were forced. Uh, Looks like a force, but I think yeah, Finn and Ray would have been very forced. I think Poe and Ray would be. They were, I could see I don't that know, being they're... somewhat organic. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Uh, I guess. Any last thoughts about the Attack of Clones? Um, I like the subtle. Um, uses of the Imperial March in the soundtrack. Mm. Also, okay, this is just a personal um, question. Which theme do you like better, or is better to you? The Anakin Padme theme or Han and Leia? For a love theme. Which one is better? Even though the the love just force. I do like the the music for Anakin and Padme. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. They're very similar in very many ways, and I think that's on purpose because of that Anakin and Leia connection. I think that's why John Williams scored the Anakin and Padme mm-hmm. uh, love theme, uh, in particular their connective theme, um, the way he did. But I think the one that still holds up to this, the, the one that holds up the most is the Han and Leia theme. Oh, of course. It's the one that's used for marketing and it's used. So I think that holds up, but I, I like the composing for the Anakin and Padme one. I do. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Um, but yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing no, else nothing for else. my no, no. Although I do think they misuse oh. Duel of the Fates with Anakin's search. It's like, He's riding a bike and Duel of the Faces uh, is playing. Yeah, that was... Yeah. They, they could have used a different theme there. I think they should have used Duel of the Fates for the Battle of Geonosis. They should have used Crazy Train. That would have been... Going up on the rails and the no, crazy train. train. He's just going, like, right on... Yeah. <laughs> Get your motor running, dun 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 dun, dun, dun. Heading on the highway. I don't know. Again, Disney Plus really cleaned up Attack of Clones too. Oh, hundred percent. It really did, and I think that'll be it for the Attack Clones. Uh-huh. So, um, Robin, where could the good people find you? Are you thinking that it's plug time? Did I forget to stop? Oh, it's plug. Yeah, time. you did. Yeah, did. Yeah, did. But it's I did. Uh, so, okay. I was trying to I was trying to rush it because we don't want to make this episode too long. Oh, so. of course not of course not because this is going to be a double release for the for the folks between right. Attack Clones and Revenge of the Sith. But anyway, yes, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mister Vote Tweets, over on Instagram at the Official Vote, and of course www.brickcityblockade.com. More content coming up there soon, and of course our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. You know, 
leave us a comment, join the conversation. That connective tissue between YouTube and the rest of social media is something that we are going to continue to push forward here. And the audio podcast, look for those out on iTunes and the rest of those podcast listening apps coming up. Andrew? Well, you can find me on Twitter at agarish1, uh, Instagram, Andrew62592, YouTube, Commander Nerd. Um, I have still yet to post my next video. Um, I might do one tonight, not sure, or I just might wait until opening night to do... You never video. know. Um, you can also find me on Brick City Blockade's YouTube channel as well, because... I'm kind of always around, so there's that. <laughs> uh, you guys could. Oh, did you not finish? Oh, I'm done. Oh, you are okay. You. I thought you were about to say something. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I hate you. That's the next episode. Uh, you guys can follow me. <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter at ShotMichelle1. Follow my Instagram at It'sZoneZ. Follow my music at Bandcamp. Bandcamp. And SoundCloud. And friend me and follow me on Facebook. And you, we'll be posting this episode right up on YouTube right after this. So if you guys missed this episode, it's on here. Um, and the next we'll be doing the Revenge of the Sith. Robin, so. Robin, you're lucky. She was a diplomat. Oh. She said, well, I've never met Anakin, so I can't fully answer the question. Yes! She did laugh at my question, though. Yes. <laughs> oh, that girl never ceases to amaze. I totally could see her if saying that, too. If she messages you or asks you why I asked that, just let me know what your response is. <laughs> yes. And, and as we always say in the podcast... Hey, bro, it's not that bad of a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Always? Always?